Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to just uh, go ahead and get started uh, with my message today. I believe the Lord has laid on my heart. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to be preaching to you. I'm calling this series The Comeback. The Comeback. And how appropriate since we're coming back to church today. But I'm going to be highlighting uh, some things from the scriptures and also uh, highlighting some individuals here in our church, but also some different stories that remind us of the power of a comeback. Friend, I don't know about you, but I love watching movies and I love hearing stories where people have these great comebacks. Do you enjoy the same thing? And, and, and the reason we enjoy those type uh, movies or those stories is because it's about people who have faced some kind of setback in their life and, and they went through some kind of tough time, but they pressed on and they were able to come back and keep going in life. We are inspired by comeback stories. We are inspired by comeback stories. And listen, here's the good news. We all have, every one of us here today, we all have the potential for a comeback story. We all have that potential today because we all have setbacks in our life. We all, from time to time in life, we get knocked down. Has anybody ever been knocked down before in life? You know what I'm talking about. These setbacks that you encounter in your life, these knockdowns, and if we're not careful, we feel like that we can just lose all hope of going forward, and we feel like there's no way that we could ever come back and keep going in life again. But I have good news for you today. Friend, God wants to give you a comeback story. And you may have showed up today and you need a comeback. You need a comeback uh, story in your life and God can do it. And I realize uh, that many people have gone through some major setbacks over the last few weeks. I mean, it's just been a, a lot of things that we've had to deal with, with uh, the virus and the, the economy and, and just uh, different needs in people's lives. And I know that all of us, have had some setbacks, but I want to encourage you now and in the next few weeks that we can have a comeback story with Jesus Christ. Do you believe that today? Amen. Well, I want to just first start off by highlighting one of the greatest comeback stories in the scriptures, especially uh, on this Pentecost Sunday. One of the greatest uh, comeback stories is the disciples of Jesus Christ, those first followers of Christ that Jesus called to follow him. They had an amazing comeback story that we find in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. Now, we celebrate Pentecost today. We celebrate Pentecost uh, on the church calendar. It's a special time, and I'll talk more about that in just a minute. But Pentecost, Pentecost is a word that actually means 50. It means 50. And it means 50 because Pentecost was a Jewish celebration. We may know it as the uh, first fruits or the first harvest, but the Jews celebrated this festival and they would travel to Jerusalem there to, to celebrate. And it took place 
uh, 50 days after the Passover. That's why Pentecost means 50. This celebration took place 50 days after the Passover. Well, this Pentecost celebration that we find in Acts chapter 2 was a very significant event, none like any other, because in this Pentecost Sunday we find here the people, the Jews, are traveling from all over the world. They're traveling from all over the world to Jerusalem to celebrate this festival. And the reason that this Pentecost is different is because on this Pentecost, the church is born. On this Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, it's different because this time there was going to be a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon all those followers of Jesus Christ. This Pentecost was going to be different because they were going to be receiving power so they could have a great comeback story. That's why this Pentecost is so special. And we find these events in the book of Acts. If you have your Bible, you can turn there or I'll have it on the screen. I want to just highlight a few things uh, from the Pentecost celebration in this story in Acts chapter 2. Backing up to chapter 1, you need to know that Jesus is, he's been resurrected from the dead. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was resurrected from the dead, and he comes back in his resurrected body, and he's talking to his followers. And right here we see this conversation that he has in Acts chapter 1. He tells his disciples, he says, I give you this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. John baptized with water, but in a few days you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He says there's a gift that the father has promised that's going to be for you, and it's going to be the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And he goes on in verse 8, and here's what the Lord says to his followers. He says you're going to receive power. You're going to wait here in Jerusalem and you're going to stay here and the promise of that gift is going to come and when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to receive power when he comes upon you and you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In other words, you're going to be filled with a power that's going to make you a witness all over the world. And then we go here to Acts chapter 2. And we see the actual experience of them being filled with the Holy Spirit. And we read this account here in Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together. All the believers were together in one place. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Friend, there they are in this room together and that promise from the Lord comes, the Holy Spirit to fill them with power. Listen to me, Pentecost is the beginning of a comeback in your life. It's about, the, it's about the power that you're going to need in your life to make a comeback. That's the problem that a lot of us have. We, we try to go forward in this journey with the Lord, trying to flow in our own strength and strategize with our own minds. And, and I don't know about you, but when I do that, it seems like it ends up a train wreck most of the time. That's not how the Lord intended us to live. He intended us to receive this gift so he could give us the power we need to be able to walk out our Christian walk in a powerful way so we could have a great comeback story. Now, when I do my research, and I know all of you as well have 
you know the background of the followers of Christ. They were, they were not perfect men. These guys were all messed up. That's what gives me hope. They all had a background. They, these disciples had their own flaws. They had their own failures. And they had failed the Lord many times. And, and now we find them here before Pentecost and they're running for their life in fear because of the persecution. Here's the question. How in the world, how in the world would these followers of Christ, how would they make a comeback in a culture that was anti-Christ? How in the world would these followers of Christ make a comeback in, a, in an environment that was full of persecution against what they believed? How in the world would they make a comeback in a, in a culture that was full of political division and religious division and racial division? How in the world would they gonna ever make a comeback when the environment around them seemed to be falling apart? And the answer comes on Pentecost. The answer is the Holy Spirit filling them with power. And that same answer for them is the solution for us today. If we're going to come back in this culture that we live in and have great influence for God and be used mightily by God, even in the midst of division, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, church. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. More than ever, we need a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every one of us, the preacher needs it, the staff needs it, the council needs it, the deacons need it, the elders need it. Everybody that names the name of Jesus Christ needs a fresh baptism in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Every one of us. The only way, listen to me please, the only way that you're ever gonna come back from your failures and your flaws and from your fears is by being totally dependent upon the Holy Spirit. The only way that you're going to go out into this world and be part of the solution and not part of the problem, the only way you're going to be able to go out and live truly for God and make a difference is to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit, not upon ourselves. Pentecost, Pentecost is the beginning of a great comeback. There's, there's the great comeback power, friend. I know some of you need a comeback this morning. Stop trying to do it on your own. Stop trying to work it up. You let the Holy Spirit fill you, and he'll give you the power to come back. He'll give you that power. I don't know if you were able to watch the interview this past week uh, through our uh, IPHC denomination when we interviewed on Friday Pastor Carter Conlon. Um, from the um, Times Square Church in New York City. He made this statement in an interview. He said, listen, we got to have a passion for prayer. He says, but let me tell you what our world needs now more than ever. He says, we need another Pentecost. We need another Pentecost. We need another outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church. And we got to have a desire for that to happen. And that's my heart, friend, that we would all be filled with power. That Pentecost would that power that the Holy Spirit has would fill all of us so we could have a great comeback. So over the next few minutes, I just want to talk to you and share with you some keys that you can apply to your life in making a powerful comeback, no matter where you are. I know we all are in different seasons in our life, but I want to share with you some keys that will help you. So if you're taking notes, you can write these down. The first thing you need to do, and I'm pulling from the scriptures I've read from you this morning, if you're going to make a comeback in life, the first thing you need to do is you need to come back obeying God. You need to come back obeying God. How many of y'all know what it was like when you were in the driver's seat? I know where it was like when I was in the driver's seat. Friend, it comes to a place when you want to be able to come back in life and be used by God, you have to get out of the way and you have to obey his voice. You have to obey the Lord. Jesus is there in that place 
and he begins to speak to them and he tells them, he says, I command you. He says, I command you to stay here and wait for that promise and you're going to be baptized. Jesus is speaking a command to them. He's speaking a command to them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What, just imagine in your mind, what if they had said, you know what, I'm not staying here and I'm not waiting here. Just think, friend, they would have missed out on the, one of the greatest blessings ever. They'd have missed out on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in their life. Amen. And listen, if these believers, they, if they're going to be used by God and if they're going to experience the power of the Holy Spirit working in them, they have to be willing to obey the Lord. They have to be willing to obey the Lord. Are you willing to obey the Lord this morning? Obeying the Lord is the key to making a powerful comeback. He might be speaking to some of you this morning about you fully surrendering some things to him. There's some things that you're still trying to hold on to and he's been talking to you about letting those things go. He might be telling you to wait a while. He might be telling you to move in a certain direction. He may be telling you that today's the day for you to give your heart to him. But here's the key to everything. If you're going to make a successful comeback in life, it starts with you obeying God, obeying God and his voice. And I will tell you this right here. Make sure that you're hearing the voice of God so you can obey him. There's a lot of voices out there today, amen? There's some good voices out there and there's some bad voices out there. But listen, there's one voice that the church cannot afford to miss and that's the voice of God. We have to make sure it's vital that we hear his voice and we obey him. God help us to obey him. I love the fact that even after Pentecost, after they had this uh, feeling of the Holy Spirit, these, these Christians, these followers of Christ, they continued to walk in obedience. And as they walked in obedience to God, you can just look at their life in the book of Acts. And, and God just used them in a mighty way. They were able to experience the power of God as they carried out God's mission and as they carried out God's purpose for their life. Friend, listen, you, every one of you under the sound of my voice today, God has a mission for your life and God has a purpose for your life. And he will give you the power that you need to be able to walk that assignment out and it'll be one of the greatest comeback stories ever as you obey the Lord. You remember what Peter said after he was filled with the Holy Spirit? Peter says it's better to obey God than to obey man. It's better to obey God than to obey man. And maybe some of you this morning, you need to obey the Lord. Maybe God's speaking to you and, and maybe by his Holy Spirit, he's, he's prompting you and he's, he's nudging you. Maybe he's speaking to you about you going and praying for someone. Maybe he's asking you to go help someone that's in a, in a, in a, a sad and uh, challenging situation. Maybe he's speaking to you about going and making an amends with somebody over something that happened years ago. Maybe he's speaking to you and asking you to go and share Christ with somebody. Let me ask you this morning, are, are you obeying the voice of the Lord? Are you obeying the voice of the Lord? What has God been saying to you and are you willing to obey him? Listen, Jesus said these words here. He says in John 14, 15, he says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. How many of you love Jesus this morning? If you love him, you will obey his commands. Listen, that is the indicator, friend. The indicator that you're making a comeback in your life will be a life that is obedient to Jesus Christ. If you want to know if somebody's truly making a comeback, you'll know because they're walking in obedience to Jesus Christ. That's the first key to coming back. 
Here's another key. Another key to coming back in life in a powerful way is through united prayer. Through united prayer. In Acts chapter 1 verse 14, it says that they were all together united in constant prayer. They were all together. They were all together. They were united in one accord. That, that one accord means it's like a, just music being played and just like a symphony right there going on. And it was just a beautiful thing. They were together in mind and in thought and in heart. They were unified together and they were seeking an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And friend, listen to me this morning. Please, it's time. It is time for the church to stop playing together and start praying together. Amen. We've been playing together too long. Now it's time for us to get busy in these last days and start praying together. Amen. We need to be unified. There's something about God's people. When we just come together and we seek God together and we wait on God, it moves the heart of God. How many of you want to see the heart of God move in our land today? God, we need it. We need to be unified, friend. We're living, look at what's going on in the world today. We're living in a divided land, a land of division in our world. And the devil, he's working overtime. He's, he's working and scheming to try to create division, especially in the church. And if we allow the devil to divide the church, you know what? It's going to keep, he's going to keep us from praying together and we will never experience the comeback power we need to make an impact in these last days. We need to make sure that we're united together. God, help! listen, help this church. We're in a critical hour. We're in a critical hour. We need to be united together, praying together, watching God and trusting that he will move in a powerful way. 1 Corinthians 1.10, Paul said these words. He says, I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another so that there be, may be no divisions among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. Paul said, listen, church, the Lord has the same heart for you. He wants you to be of no division and he wants you to be perfectly united in mind and thought. It's time for the church to come together and pray. We will never experience, listen, friend, as we go into these last days, we will never experience the power of God if we are divided. God help this church and the church globally to stay united in prayer because united prayer, let me tell you what united prayer can do. United prayer can push back the work of darkness. United prayer can confuse the plans of the enemy. United prayer can connect earth with heaven and we can see a great display of God's power on this land. Do you believe that? We need to make sure we're united in prayer. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. If my people, if the church will come together and pray, God will hear us. If we'll walk in humility and we'll confess our wickedness, God will heal our land, friend. We need to make sure that we're united together. And I want to stop right here because I want us to pray. There's been a call all over the nation today for all churches to pray. You can look on the news. You see, listen, America's on fire right now. It's on fire. And everything, there's just a great divide going on, and there's all kinds of voices out there. And listen, we need to make sure that the church is united in praying. And so I want us to pray right now. I want us to pray for our nation. I want us to pray for unity.
I want us to pray for peace. I want us to pray for protection. But before we even pray those things, listen to what the scriptures say in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. Maybe before we ask God to do anything, we can ask him to look at our own heart right now. If there's any hatred in us, if there's any prejudice in us, whatever it may be, that God would expose it and we would humble ourselves and say, God, I can't live like this. I need you to turn me around and change me. If there's any wickedness in me, God, I pray right now, you'll just purge me and cleanse me from it. And then let's pray for our nation. Can we do that right now? I'm gonna ask every one of you just to unite right there where you are. And listen, if you... Man, I'm trying not to go down these roads, but when you got kids and you think about what they see and what they're perceiving in their minds and what the future's gonna look like, man, you wanna cry out to God and say, God, we need a turnaround. We need a miracle in this land. And God will help us, friend. He'll help us. And we gotta pray. So right now, let's just pray to God. Father, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you right now, Lord, and God, I just... As pastor here, God, I just, for myself and also as a representation of this church, God, this body, Lord, if there's anything in our hearts today, God, it's not pleasing to you, God, I ask you right now to purge it and cleanse us. God, I pray right now, Lord, remove prejudice, remove hatred. God, remove strife, God, right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray right now we would humble ourselves before you right now, God. You would fill us with your love. Jesus, I pray right now, God, for America. God, I pray for the families across this nation today, God, that are confused and broken, God. I pray, Lord, for the freedom of those that are oppressed, God. I pray right now, God, in the name of Jesus, help them, Lord. Help them today, God. Forgive us of our sins, God. Forgive us for not valuing every life. Forgive us, God. And, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you would just bring unity, God, to our nation. God, please, Lord, just work a miracle. God, I pray for unity in every, every place, God, right now. God, I pray, God, for peace to fill the hearts of people right now. I pray right now, Jesus, that you would protect us, God, and watch over our communities. And God, I pray most of all that Jesus would be lifted up and all people would be drawn unto him and their life would be changed. Jesus, we need you in America. We need you, Lord. Please come, help us. Yes. <laughs> help us, Lord. God, we need you to do a, a miracle here in our nation. Heal the broken, God. Set the captive free. Oh, Lord, we're trusting you to do it now. We're trusting you to do it now, Lord. God Almighty, help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Help us, Jesus. Another key, another key if we're going to have a great comeback is we got to have courage. We got to come back with courage. These, these followers of Jesus Christ, they're living in fear. They've been running for their life. They're afraid. And all of a sudden, after they're filled with the Holy Spirit, you see them come back out. And they're not the same people. What in the world happened? Now they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And now they have courage. Now they have a courageous faith. I love it that Peter, he was one of the ones that denied Christ. 
And now you see him coming out of that upper room. He's got a comeback power in his life. And he stands up and he preaches one of the most powerful and anointed sermons in a hostile environment. And the disciples, they come right beside him and they stand with him in solidarity and they stand there with him. Why? Because now they have a courage. They have a boldness about them to go out and tell the world about Jesus Christ. How in the world can they do that? How in the world can they be over here hiding and running and living in fear and then all of a sudden there they are standing in a hostile environment declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord. How can they do it? It's because they had the power of the Holy Spirit. They had the power of the Holy Spirit helping them to have courage. And friend, we all need courage. If we've ever lived in a time that we need courage, it's the day that we live in right now. So much propaganda pushing fear and trying to create fear. And friend, we have to make sure that we're filled with the Holy Spirit so we're not overcome with fear, but we live in faith, courageous faith. I remember uh, in 2002, I gave my life to Jesus. And I remember just being, man, I was on fire for the Lord, and especially when I would come to church. Man, I was just excited, you know, just... Uh, thanking God for saving my soul and changing everything in my life and giving me a home in heaven. And I was on fire for the Lord. And man, I'd get here at church and, and I, would, I didn't mind sharing my faith and telling people what God had done. But I noticed something. I noticed that when I left church and went out into the world and went out into the marketplace, I didn't talk about Jesus quite like I did when I was at church. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. You don't have to nod your head. I already know. And I was thinking to myself, this is not how God intended for us to live, especially me. He didn't save me to be some kind of secret agent Christian. He's called me to be a light. He's called me to be a voice for him. And so after some time, I began to seek the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And I remember the Holy Spirit filling me and empowering me and giving me a, a courage and a boldness, not only to be able to speak about Jesus uh, in this church, but to be able to speak about Jesus when I'm outside these walls. He'll give you the courage, friend, you need. If you'll be willing to speak up and share your voice and speak about Jesus, he'll give you the courage. He'll give you the boldness. He'll give you the power. I remember several years ago talking about courage. That I met a gentleman in our Celebrate Recovery ministry. He was part of a motorcycle gang. I don't know if many of you remember this gang or not, but it was called the Ghost Riders around here. Anybody remember the Ghost Riders? All right, a few of you. They didn't have the greatest reputation in the world. But I remember meeting him in Celebrate Recovery here at our church, and I had an opportunity uh, to witness to him and eventually led him, I led him to the Lord. And he got saved. Now, he won't save by much, but he was saved. He was following Jesus, but he won't follow him too close. And, and I remember after he got saved, uh, he was injured in a motorcycle accident, and he had to have major surgery on his leg, and he was homebound for a while, and he called me one day, and he asked me if I would bring him some supplies and bring him some food, and I agreed to do it. Now, normally I wouldn't venture off on a mission like that by myself, but I did on that day. And I remember going to his house and pulling up there to his place and he lived in the very back of a field back there, kind of all grown up. And I'm thinking, man, this don't look right here. And drove in there with my car and pulled back there and it's a double wide trailer and there's weeds all grown up around and he's got a little deck on the back and that thing's about to fall off the back of the double wide. 
And I beat on the back door. I'm thinking, I don't even believe anybody lives here. And all of a sudden, a voice yelled back, come on in. And I remember walking in and walked right to this brother's living room. And there he was on the couch with his leg propped up. And there was knives everywhere and guns everywhere. And he had a pistol right there with him on the couch. And I'm thinking, man, what in the world is going on? And he said, well, me and one of my biker buddies, we had a little spout, uh, dispute about one of our ex-girlfriends last night. And I think there's going to be trouble today. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, today I'm going to see Jesus. <laughs> I was like, Fred Sanford, here I come, Jesus. <laughs> so we visited for a while. And when we got ready to leave, um, he asked me to pray for him. And obviously, he couldn't get up. So I made my way to where he was on the couch, there with the guns and there with the pistol. And while I'm walking over there, I'm thinking through my mind, now, if this man flips out on me, I'm getting ready to go Steven Seagal on him any minute. (laughs) But I knelt down there beside him, and I grabbed his hand and began to pray. You ever prayed with one eye open and one eye closed? (laughs) It's possible. But when I began to pray for him, and this is where I was trying to get to, when I began to grab his hand and pray for him, I, I sensed the Holy Spirit just filling me, filling me and giving me the courage and giving me the boldness and filling me with the power, not to be afraid of what I was in in that time, but to be able to just pray and be able to speak some things over Paul's life and be able to just share some things with him in this prayer. And God, he equipped me and God empowered me not to be afraid in that time, but to have courage. And friend, God will give you courage. If you're willing to open your mouth and speak up for Jesus, you will experience that courage and boldness. But friend, if you're not willing to speak about Jesus, that might be why you're not experiencing the power of God in your life. Because the role and the goal of the Holy Spirit is to lift up Jesus. So when you begin to speak about Jesus and testify about Jesus and witness, then that's when the Holy Spirit will give you the courage to be able to stand in those times. Listen, you can have a comeback life and it starts with having courage. You don't have to walk around afraid anymore, afraid of your past, afraid of what other people are going to think. You can have a comeback story today knowing that God will give you the courage and have the faith to trust him to get you to another level and to a new place with him. Do you believe that today? Oh, glory to God. It's a comeback power. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come. My my last key here I want to share with you. The one thing that you're going to need, not only obeying God and not only united in prayer and not only courage, but friend, if you're going to come back, if you're going to come back in life and have an influence, you got to come back in love. You hear me? There's so much hate. There's so much, there's so many to spew and hate and we need to come back in love. Love God and love people. Love all people. And if you're going to make a successful comeback in life, you've got to have a heart of love. You've got to be willing to love all people. This church, these followers, they came back preaching in love. Did you know you can share the truth in love? People may not like the truth, but you can still share it in love. They were preaching in love. They, they, were, they were reaching out to those that are suffering in their community with love. Do you know the Bible says, if you keep reading just a few passages on, 
that these followers of Christ, they had so much love in their hearts that if there was anybody around them that was going without and had a major need, they, they would say, listen, I'll sell my car. I'll sell the donkey and the camel. Whatever we got to do, I'll sell it so I can help you meet that need. They had a love for everybody. What a powerful witness. What a powerful witness if it was said of every one of us. What a, that church, those people, they love everybody. They love everybody. So may we walk in love. Jesus said these words right here. He says, by this, all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. How in the world am I going to know you're a follower of Christ? Because you have a love for one another. How am I going to know that you love Jesus Christ and you follow him? Because you have a love for one another. Love will be the indicator. Love will be the indicator. How many of y'all know this world could use some love right now? Oh, Jesus. Jesus. This, this preacher could use some love. Oh, Jesus. Fill me with love. They walked in love. They walked in love. I want you to just, just picture this right here. I keep going back to Peter. I may be using him a little bit later, but this, this dude, man, I, we had a lot in common. He had a big mouth. He was always getting himself in trouble. But here he is. Just think about this. Before he goes into Pentecost and he's filled with that comeback power, he's in, he's in a place in a garden and he's taking his sword off and cutting off ears of people who were trying to crucify Jesus. That, that's Peter. And then all of a sudden, what, what in the world happened? I mean, you go from slashing off ears and now he's over here and he's preaching the gospel in love to those same ears, to those same ears that were trying to crucify Jesus. Friend, that's, that, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That, 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 you can't explain. That's the power of the Holy Spirit giving them that comeback story of love. God help us. To walk in love. We need, we need the Holy Spirit to help us come back in love. If we're going to, listen, if we're truly going to see our communities and our homes and our nation transform, we're going to need to be filled with the love of God. We're going to need to be filled with the love of God. I want to present a challenge to all of you that are here today. This is something the Lord spoke to me this morning. Why not this week? We, we, we see America's on fire. We see so much hate. We see so much darkness. Listen, this week, this week, every one of us, why can't we go out into our community and, and whether we know the people or not, can we just do some kind of deed in love to somebody? Maybe we don't even know them. Maybe we could just start by telling somebody, you know what, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Just tell somebody, you don't even know them. Just say, you know, all I want to tell you today is Jesus loves you. And do something kind for them. Just show them that you really love them. Jesus said that you love and truth and you love indeed so God help us to show love and then why not on social media all of us this week every day every day all of us in the church we take a scripture about the love of God and we just post it we post it there, there's so much darkness out there we overcome darkness by light we overcome darkness by light why don't we all just start posting something every day about the love of God and just overcome all that darkness with God's love Will you do that this week? I, I challenge all of you. God help us to walk in love. If we're going to come back, if we're going to come back and be salt and light in this dark world, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. 
If we're going to come back and we're going to be a voice. Listen, God wants your voice to have power. There's so much talk going on right now and nobody's listening. But God can take your voice and anoint it and give you influence. And when you speak, people will listen and hear you when you begin to speak about Jesus. But the only way we're going to come back in our culture and have a voice of power is by the filling of the Holy Spirit in our own life. God, help us. God, help us. If we're going to be a church that's alive and souls are being saved and and people are being delivered from addictions and chains are coming off of people, if we're going to be that kind of place, we're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit working in our life. We all need, we all need that power. We all need that. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. We all need the baptism of the Holy Spirit if we're going to have comeback power. Let me just finish here reminding you of what the prophet Joel said about this prophecy, about what God would do in our last days. In Joel chapter 2, verse 28, the Lord says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. I will pour out my Holy Spirit on all people. And then you read on in Acts chapter 2, when they're there experiencing that uh, Pentecostal power. I love what it says. Here we go. These small little words. Joel said, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. And then here we go. And all of them that were gathered were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. All. That means every one of us. That that comeback power is for all of us here today. Hallelujah. Man, it should be encouraging to all of us that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit and then power will be imparted into us that we can live for God. Friend, listen, I want to be a messenger of truth and power and love in these last days. We already see, friend, that just like that, things can change in the blink and in in the twinkle of an eye. Just Just in a day, man, everything can be flipped upside down. And we have to be ready. We have to be ready to be that voice. We have to have influence. And we need the Holy Spirit to help us to do that. So right now, I want us to pray. I want us to pray that God would fill us. I heard one preacher say one time, would you be willing to allow God to do something in you that's never been done before? Would you be willing to receive the gift today, that promise? It's a gift. So I'm going to ask you right now just to hold out your hands like you're getting ready to receive a, a, a valuable, valuable gift. And friend, the only qualification for this gift is to make sure, first of all, that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're here this morning, I want to remind you that Jesus loves you. He died on a cross for your sins so you could be forgiven. Those sins could be forgiven. And he was placed in a grave, and three days later, he conquered the grave. And if you'll put your trust in him today and just admit that you're a sinner, And accept that gift of salvation. He'll come inside of you and live inside of you. And he'll empower you to be able to walk this thing out. And you can have the greatest comeback story ever, ever because of what God has done in your life. That's where it starts. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
Just call on him right now. The Bible says everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on him, friend. Call on him right there where you are and say, Lord, save me. Save me from my sins and give me a home in heaven. I want to make that decision today. It will be the most important decision that you will ever make in your life. I promise you. I prom- Please listen to the preacher. Please. He loves you. Jesus loves you. And he wants to cleanse you and give you a new beginning today. But you've got to surrender. You've got to surrender. Give it to him, friend. Give it to him. Father, thank you. Thank you for that promise. Thank you for that gift, the gift of salvation. And thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to baptize us and to give us power. Power that we can walk in obedience. Power that we can be united. Power that we can have courage. Power, Lord, that we can walk in love, God. Thank you, Lord, for that comeback power. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that everyone gathered here today that names the name of Christ, that they would just receive a fresh baptism with the Holy Spirit. Lord, fill every one of us. Start with me, Lord. Fill me, fill me, Lord. Fill me right now. I receive you right now, Holy Spirit. Fill me. Empower me, Lord. God Almighty, empower your people right now, Lord. I pray. Come on, church. We're going we're gonna to just wait right here just for a few more minutes and just wait on the Lord. And, and right there where you are, just say these words. Feel me, Holy Spirit. Feel me. Feel me. Come on, just say it. Feel me. Take control of my life. Guide me and lead me. Take control of every part of me, Lord. I surrender. Feel me. Feel me. Feel me, feel me, feel me with that power right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're the baptizer. Baptize us right now, Lord. Fresh, fresh baptism, Lord. God, that we may be immersed in your presence and your power. Hallelujah. Come on, friend, call on him. Call on him. You got to be willing to wait. You got to be willing to wait.